You're listening to a Daily Dose of Proverbs. Hey, good morning. It's Pat Mitchell bringing you your Daily Dose of Proverbs. Today's the 28th, so we will be reading verse 22 of chapter 28. He that has an evil eye runs after riches and knows not that want shall come upon him. The King James Version of this says, He that hastens to be rich has an evil eye and considers not that poverty shall come upon him. The NLT says, Greedy people try to get rich quick but don't realize they're headed for property. First uh, Timothy 6, nine says, But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmful desires that plunges into ruin and destruction. Matthew 6.22 and 23 in the Amplified Version says, The eye is the lamp to the soul, so if your eye is sound, your entire body will be full of light. But if your eye is unsound, evil, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the very light in you, or which is your conscious, is darkened, how dense is that darkness? We understand that the Bible has much to say about the eyes. These are just a few mentioned. The eyes is referencing our conscience, our motives, the whys to the way we go about life. A good eye or a good conscience will follow God's plans for our lives and his blessings will follow. And according to Psalms 23 will overtake us. That's good news. But if we have an evil eye, a bad conscience, which like self selfish motives and pursue the riches of this world rather than the riches that God's already planned, then poverty, want, ruin, and destruction will come upon that person. There's many people in this world that's pursuing riches on the outward appearance. You know, they seem to have it all. They're living the life. While they may enjoy a lot of the pleasures that riches can buy them, it's only our God who can bring the true peace that folks pursue. My husband and I have observed this over time, and I've often asked him, you know, when is enough enough? When does a person reach a financial status and and quit pursuing money? That person is never satisfied. Um, In fact, they become a slave to money. The last part of Matthew Matthew 6.24 says that we cannot serve God and mammon. Mammon at that time was a God that represented riches. The dictionary defines mammon like this wealth regarded as an evil influence or a false object of worship and devotion Uh, you know in mark chapter 10 uh it's the story of the rich young ruler who asked jesus you know what what could i do to to gain eternal life jesus quoted six of the ten commandments which the young man replied these i've kept since my youth i love this next part verse 21 says Jesus, looking upon him, loved him. Jesus already knew him. He knew that he lacked complete trust in him, but he still loved him like a son. Jesus truly loves us. But Jesus told the young man he lacked one thing. Go and sell all that you have and give to the poor and then come follow me. The words in verse 22 says that he was sad at that saying and went away grieved for he had much possessions. The young man just didn't have money and possessions. The money and possessions had him. He wasn't willing to part with the security that wealth offered him. At some point in our Christian walk, God will require us to give up something. He has a plan for our life, and he sees the end from the beginning. He knows the plans that he has for us, and he knows what will hold us back from fulfilling those plans. While studying for this teaching, I came across this explanation of this passage, and it read in part like this. 
The measure of our trust in God will determine how tightly we hold on to what God is asking us to let go of. In verse 29 and 30, right after Jesus asked the young man to sell his possessions and follow him, Jesus says, Truly I say to you, there is no one who has left houses or brothers or sisters or mothers or fathers or children or farms for my sake and for the sake of the gospels, but that he will receive a hundred times now in this present age houses and brothers and sisters and children and farms along with persecutions and in the age to come eternal life jesus never mentioned that money in this he never mentioned money in this passage but those things that the man had was deemed more important than his relationship with jesus the young ruler was afraid that want might come upon him we never ever give up anything for jesus that he will not return to us in a bigger and better way than we could ever have thought or imagined our relationship with him has to be the greatest priority whatever that thing is giving it up for jesus will result in us trusting him for the greater life he's already planned for us you know when pete and i were raising our children finances were a lot tighter then than they are now and of course we wanted our children to be able to to participate in the things they enjoyed. Those things cost money, and I didn't always know where the finances would come from, but I can tell you that God always met our needs, and I learned to trust Him. He is always faithful. Let's make a conscious decision to keep our eye, our conscience, pure with Jesus. True riches is a healthy relationship with our Father, fulfilling the plans that He has for us. Let us pray. Father, I ask that you forgive us when we choose to hold on to things and sitting, letting go of the temporary stuff of this life. We want to put our complete trust in you and be your hands and your feet. We want to love with your heart and serve with your passion. Guide us daily in every decision we make. Let this life you've given us bring glory and honor to your name. And remind us, Lord, that things in this life will never be as important as our relationship with you. And Holy Spirit, I ask that you continually teach us to follow your leading and to trust you in every way, every day. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a blessed day. Thank you for listening.